0: (laughs) Oh. Fans. And welcome to the latest edition of Let Me Tell You Something. We're continuing on that final straight. It's that moment in the marathon where suddenly they start sprinting when they're in the stadium. And you go, what the fuck are these people made of? Well, what I'm made of is mostly corn, beef and regrets. And my name's Lorcan <laughs> Mullen, and with me as always is my co-host...
1: Simon Cross. Uh, currently running on a mixture of rum and self-loathing. <laughs> uh...
0: Sorry, I was way too Uh And what we're talking about today, uh, for you, what we've been talking about for other th- uh, when the recording's not on, is a lot bleaker.
1: Yes, sadly. Mm.
0: Hey, Simon. Another thing that's not horseshit. Oh fuck is the off. Next match that we're covering, uh, and it's the grand finale of the G1 climax yet again. Dave Mills has been. Handing out the five stars, and I think he went one. He went above and beyond again this time. But what's the match that we're covering?
1: We're uh, taking on the match of the sexy Kota Ibushi, who's managed to power his way, defeat Kazuchika Okada, and get himself into this match versus the uh, winner of the block where we didn't see the finale, and that is a new gentleman to the list and marking the longest gap between nationalities on this list. It's a Kiwi, and it's Switchblade Jay White. Uh,
0: Not only is this Jay White's first five-star match, he's actually gone above and beyond, because Dave Meltzer rated this match five and a half stars. And I didn't mention it at the time, but the other match to get five and a half stars during the G1 climax uh, was uh, Tomohiro Ishii against Shingo Takagi. And he had also given the Okada Osprey match five and three-quarter stars which he'd also given to the Osprey Shingo Takagi uh, best of the Super Juniors final. So i was, been falling a bit behind myself there with keeping up to date with my mocking of other ratings. Oh, and it turns out that second TakeOver match between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano got five and a quarter stars.
1: Oof, only a quarter? Yeah, oh, only a quarter. Shit. I, it's we might shit, as then. well have
0: gouged our eyes out to watched <laughs> that match, Simon.
1: <laughs> Some people think that about the third one, but nevertheless...
0: Um, so... Man, we are really being harsh on that third match. I'm sure it's pretty good.
1: It's fine. <laughs> it's just a bit shark jumpy. It's a bit
0: silly. Yes. Or at least Canadian destroyer jumpy. Yes. <laughs> That's what they're doing as they jump over the shark Canadian Destroyer.
1: Doing it to the shark as well. <laughs> Into a wheelbarrow German of some description, somehow.
0: And then setting up a reverse runner! <laughs>
1: Poison they're a Great White.
0: Oh. Wow. There might be one Great White in this match. I don't know how you want to look at it. The leader of the Bullet Club, the Gaijin faction, who brings them all out en masse for one of the few times for Jay White as he makes his entrance. Uh, Jay White being the fourth leader of the Bullet Club, having taken over just around uh, October of 2018, I think it was, officially. Um, loving life isn't it
1: he? he's he's proper in the zone he's feeling really well, smug
0: he's had he's had reason to be smug because he had lost his first 3 matches of the G1 climax uh, straight and so he had to win every single match left and hope that the results turned his way elsewhere which as seems to always be the case with new japan uh, tournaments that weird that, was, that yeah it's weird that that it came down to him and tetsuya naito to decide who goes through and it was Jay White breaking the heart of many a fan when he hit uh, the Switchblade. What's his... Is that what his finisher... Blade called? Runner. Blade Runner, that's it. Because I know his nickname Switchblade, but I couldn't remember if that was also the name of his finisher. Um, so, yeah. Jay Knife Pervert White is uh, our, our new arrival uh, on this list. Um, he has been going for a long time... Basically, as soon as he debuted, he was really a part of the main event scene for all intents and purposes. He was in the semi-main event of the Wrestle Kingdom show when he made his uh, when he made his return, challenging Tanahashi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, c- uh, falling just short. But then the next night, Kenny Omega invites him to join the Bullet Club, but he turns on Omega after putting on the Bullet Club shirt, and then. Semi-surprisingly aligning himself with Chaos, but being a bit of a dick about it
1: from day one. Uh, (laughs) Ah, that's how he got gay, though. Mm,
0: Yeah. So he was saying, I'll join your group, but when the time comes, I'm going to turn on you. Essentially, he said that to Okada's face. (laughs) So he was never a, a good partner. When they did the G1 climax... How did
1: Ishii let him stay? How come Ishii just didn't launch him into My space? My guess
0: is that Gato said he wanted him in and Ishii just followed orders like a good soldier. And I also think they've maybe thought better to have him on the tent pissing out than in, out the tent pissing in. You know, True. To, I can see the logic. To coin Lyndon B. Johnson phrase. Uh, yeah, that's right. This is a wrestling podcast that quotes Lyndon Johnson.
1: Yeah. Got that big dick intellectual energy yeah. flowing through your veins.
0: Suck our intellect right off. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh. we kind of let ourselves down there, Simon. You've let yourself yes, down. I mean. You've
1: let the school down.
0: Oh, you've heard that joke, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Um, but he's just flat out cheats against Okada with a low blow and everything. I think he hits him with a chair to win the G1 uh, to win their G1 climax match in 2018. But he falls just short of reaching the final. Um and in during tag matches he would usually abandon his chaos teammates when he was annoyed. So it was just like what, you know, it was no big shock <laughs> when he turned. What may have come as a bit of a shock was that he then became the new leader of the Bullet Club. Uh, re, re, like kicking out the elite members, keeping on the firing squad members, and then trying to add new ones as they go along. And what's interesting now is that given that the Bullet Club started out as a Gaijin uh, parody faction, yeah. essentially, now they probably I think they're almost half and half with the number of Japanese and, uh, and non-Japanese.
1: Well, their their brand new member that they could bring down to the ring with them is Kenta.
0: Yeah, having turned on the first, turned on Ishii, and then immediately after that, Shibata comes in and beats the piss out of him. But then the Bullet Club numbers are too much for him.
1: That moment, that moment when Shibata just does that drop kick to Kenta, and the crowd are like, "Oh my god, yes!"
0: <laughs> but then, equally amazing, when they've laid out Shibata. And Kenta sits on him doing the wrestler pose with the cross arms mm-hmm. to his former best friend. Oh, magnificent. If, but yeah, he ev-
1: the- if he ever, ever gets cleared, that match will be money.
0: I don't think he will. If he was going to have been cleared, it would have been for Wrestle Kingdom, and he hasn't been. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying,
1: if it ever happens, though. Mm.
0: So uh, so now the Bullet Club has, in the, on the Gaijin side of things, the original... Bad Luck Farley, who was there when it was born, and I think Tamatonga joined almost immediately with that as well. Yeah. Uh, also, his part, his brother Tonga Loa, um, and
1: uh... they have a Tonga mid and a Tonga higher as well. <laughs> what a triplet. <laughs> Lovely, super sized Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I've seen get, that. Had to get rid um, of um, I had to watch issues. it in incognito
0: mode. <laughs> 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 um. Also, they've got uh, well, H- Haku occasionally turns up and everyone scatters. <laughs> so, um, why am I suddenly? Why is his name? Oh yeah, uh, Chase Owens. That's it. I was thinking Kevin and Kevin Owens because he also does the package power drive. But yeah, Chase Owens. Also, um, or, or I think there's one other guy in there. I can't remember off the top of my head. There must be one more guy in. Oh, uh, El Fantasma. Nah, nah, but I don't think he's there with them at this point. Uh, they mention him though? Do they? Okay. Um, and um, then on the Japanese side, they now have um, Yujiro Takahashi, who was the first Japanese uh, to join them. Uh, Taiji Ishimori, Kenta, Gado, and Jado all part of the faction now. So can we Club just very evolved. quickly
1: <clears throat> talk about how wanky Gado's hat is? I hey. sent you a message. Um, just saying, Gado's hat makes him look like a proper cunt. Yeah. And then a minute later. I guess that's the intention, though. But oh my Christ! I hate that hat. I, feel I like, hate it.
0: I feel like he shares articles about how the the wage gap is a myth, and <laughs> the, uh, identity politics are ruining this nation.
1: Yeah. To quote Big Mouth, uh, where technically, when you factor in maternity leave, women do get equal pay. Fuck off, Gator. <laughs>
0: There was never, we never identified persons, ethnicity or anything else and made decisions on them based on that until very, very, very recently. <laughs> what, pregation? I've no idea what you're talking about. That wasn't identity politics. Because <laughs> it didn't affect me. Anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> uh,
0: anyway. Anyway.
1: We're only saying he looks like that, not that he actually thinks like that, just to clarify for everyone.
0: I don't know. The whole thing with Gato is that everyone can take him, basically. I feel yes. like Red Shoes could have knocked him out at this point.
1: I think Red Shoes thought about it at one point, <laughs> but we'll get to that later on.
0: Well, I do like Red Shoes is just having none of this shit. First time Jay White brings out the whole Bullet Club sport, and it is an amazing visual. you got Ibushi on one corner, stood on his own. You know, he doesn't have any of his former... Friends with him, he hasn't asked for someone like Tanahashi to accompany him to the ring. He wants to do it on his own. And yeah. then opposite him is Jay White and literally ten other guys on the outside. Nine they, other they, guys on the that outside. whole she, half yeah, of yeah. the ring.
1: It's just apron is covered with bullet club.
0: It, it's an awesome visual. But then Red Shoes does some quick maths. Thinks <laughs> this doesn't weigh up.
1: I'm not having this.
0: And sends them all packing except for Gato.
1: Yeah. It's a shame um, No Context Eddie Hearn wasn't around then because you would have seen that, nah 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 I'm not having this just immediately posted under when he ejects the bullet club.
0: I'm not I'm aware of No Context Eddie Hearn, but I haven't watched any No Context Eddie Hearn.
1: It's gold. It is it is dominating Twitter at the time of recording. Hmm. And the merch, Eddie Hearn has given his up his share of the merch to charity. So it's actually merch worth buying in that in that respect.
0: We really haven't talked that much about the match. Sorry, But what I will say now about this match... It's almost as if we're thinking of other things at the moment. Um, (laughs) What I will say about this match... This is the New Japan match... That maybe is closest to what Gado's always loved... Because Gado loved North American... Southern... Heel-face wrestling. And the reason that I think Jay White... Isn't a frequent member of these five-star matches is not because he's not physically capable of having those matches. You look at this match and he's athletically able to match Ibushi for pretty much everything that they do. Mm. He will sacrifice what is perceived as higher match quality to fit in with his character and the stories that his matches are supposed to tell. It's but like that
1: a... makes it a higher quality match in my opinion. In
0: Europe, okay, because this is a match in, it's a New Japan match where there is a man getting booed by ninety nine percent of the crowd, and they are booing him during the match. It's not just constant pandemonium. It's not, and it's not like an NXT crowd where half the people are chanting for one person, half the people are chanting for the other. You know?
1: Yeah, there's there's none of that. Or oh, I I don't like the pure baby face. So I'm going to boo the cool guy. There's like. Basically, I'm, none of that.
0: I'm wondering now, what was the last five-star match that we've covered that had that clear a dichotomy of heel face and, like, heel cheating and everything like that? Because you won't have had it in any New Japan match. I guess Gargano, Adam Cole, but the problem is that they were still getting... Cole was still getting cheered. That's the only yeah with that. Uh, gargano
1: Champa sort of... the
0: unsanctioned yeah, match? Yeah, gargano is probably the only other option. Because I was because... thinking... Because I was thinking before that, I was wondering what? Was the last one maybe Bret Hart versus Owen Hart or something like that?
1: Because everything, everything else no, everything yeah, oh, get Razor Low gets Japan. some cheers.
0: Everything else other than that has been sort of old Japan, new Japan. Yeah. And Razor Sean
1: was before that. Anyway. Sorry. So Yeah, it's the only other one I could think of. Exactly. Um, Bret Steve. Didn't oh, have oh
0: that. Um, uh, El Hiko del Santo in Octagon against Los Gringos Locos. Yes, I guess yes. a lot of the All Japan women matches, but they weren't. Again, the 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 monster heels weren't cheating. They were just big, big, big monsters. There wasn't cheating. That's the key thing, really. Yeah. Um, I to
1: echo your thought. When I watch this, maybe El is...
0: Samurai Koji Kanemoto, maybe
1: a little bit. When I watch this, this is the closest I think we've seen in Japan to the um, Gagano-Champer unsanctioned match. I had that for anyway, Mm. Um, because the crowd are just so into it. It, When I talked about that match and how it was just like an organic thing, that it just became its own thing, you couldn't really analyse it just for what you saw in the ring. It was the emotions it took you through. Mm. This is New Japan's equivalent of that in my eyes. And this is my first Switchblade Jay White match. Mm. And he's not quite, quite yet... I haven't seen enough of him to say this in the shit house league of Masanobu <laughs> Fushi, but oh my god, he's a shit house. He's oh, yes. beautiful. He's a beautiful shit house. I fucking love his well, shit I think his it.
0: most shit thing is his trademark move of collapsing dead weight when <laughs> someone's about to finish him off, and that goes all the way back to the Kenny Omega match.
1: Yeah, like, a, like uh, the, when when
0: he won when he won in a sort of a shock result, uh, won the IWGP US title. Yeah. Uh, from him um, and that was with Kazuchika Okada on commentary and Okada was kind of shocked because you know he couldn't beat Omega in 60 minutes in their last encounter and suddenly Jay White gets a win over him
1: <laughs> um,
0: which... I um,
1: I love the way he like conveys his shithousery just purely for his facial expressions well, as I well think like,
0: one of the one of the wisest things he did recently was grow that shitty like, beard musketeer mus- uh, beard and tash yeah. combo because he is too much of a literal baby face <laughs> when he's clean yeah, shaven. Yeah, the,
1: um, the match graphic on New Japan World has him clean shaven, and he, he just looks a bit.
0: He seems oh. to still have a little bit of baby fat in those cheeks because he's otherwise he's chiselled. Although he's bulkier, <laughs> he is he has got quite a bit of weight on him actually. Yeah, but, but still manages to have six pack abs even though there's still and because
1: he's. His frame means he has a lower center of gravity, I think, as well.
0: Mm. He can <laughs> jump though. like you watch. Oh, yeah. Like there's a bit when he's uh, doing like a you know those running the rope sequences with Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada, and he's matching Omega for like speed and sudden shifts of d- uh, movement and tempo. He does like a leapfrog where he then lands into a Superman sort of pose on his knees, and then is up immediately to be able to turn around for whatever the next spot is in that match. And so it's like, again, if, if Jay White was wrestling white, like coming as the baby face that maybe a lot of people expected him to, because he had wrestled as like good old, like full good in full of good intentions, young lion, you know, he, he uh-huh. had a very ha- uh, thankful farewell address to the fans before he went off on his learning excursion. But then he comes. Where was his learning excursion? Uh, he did. He wrestled in Ring of Honor quite a lot, so it was mostly America. Ah, okay. I think he also might have done some stuff in Mexico. They usually travel all around because like, I know you were saying that Okada had his excursion in Mexico. That's not really where he had his excursion. He had his excursion in TNA. He just he'd originally started in Mexico.
1: You forget about him being in TNA. Don't you?
0: they? want New Japan would like you to forget about him being in TNA?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go down the whole TNA things would be here for hours. Bro,
0: have you ever seen the Green Hornet, bro? Please no. (laughs) That is the most up-to-date thing I've seen involving an Asian.
1: (laughs) That's not true. I've seen his search history. (laughs) Anywho, what I also love about this match is limb work. We see... Well, yeah terrific limb work i was gonna
0: that? say because so much of jay white seems to be defined by tanahashi like tanahashi's the first person he challenges when he comes back he wins he he gets his revenge win on him at the g1 climax he challenges... with a name
1: with a move he then names after well, that's
0: the, the tanahashi thing, tap that's, out. that's not actually the one that he did win it with but like um, ah. but then he and so he challenges uh tanahashi for the IWGP heavyweight title shots uh, and kind of loses on a flash pin to Tanahashi, and then that's what sparks... I think that's the match that sparks the angle that leads to Jay White being revealed as the new leader of the Bullet Club. Ah, uh, okay. And then uh, he beats Okada at Wrestle Kingdom with a surprise Blade Runner. So that's, a, you know, again, it's just a sign of how much the management's behind Jay White. Uh, which almost makes it... Because Jay White has a lot of haters. Or like insofar as they don't think he's up to the standard of Okada, what Okada, Naito, Tanashi, and Omega were doing, that, like, the switch to Jay White's so a step down in match quality. And no. like I said, again, it's like, it's a step down in the match quality dependent on what you want to see from a wrestling match. Yeah. He's wrestling as a character. It's like how um Dustin Rhodes actually, you know, look at all the amazing matches he's having now. He's having better matches now than he did when he was in his physical prime as Goldust, but that's because he was working as a heel and working yeah. a different style to annoy the crowd, so he wasn't pushing himself to his physical limits as far as what he could do in-ring athletically. Which the was so very the, much the again, same. The, that was literally the next one I was going to say, you know?
1: Great minds and all that.
0: Well, you were just reading my notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From a different county. <laughs>
0: my subliminal notes. <clears throat>
1: Uh, but no, no, he always, that Undertaker was that guy who just got faster the older he got because yeah. he was allowed That was a stylistic so thing I as think, well.
0: Yeah, if and when Jay White eventually does a face turn of some description, it will probably be a long way down the line because New Japan space out their turns. You know, yeah. that Gado, that whole Bullet Club Gado angle was basically the only huge, huge angle of the whole of 2018. Less is more. Mm. Well, they... no, it also depends because they don't have a weekly TV show. They don't have to do that sort of stuff. True. That's the nature of what the promotion is still. Um, and that's again, that's why it's sometimes what JY does seems like an anathema to what a lot of New Japan fans love about New Japan. You know? Mm. Like Omega never ever... Uh, well, no, to be fair, when he started off as the leader of the Bullet Club, he did cheat quite a lot. But really, after the G1 f- uh, semi-final we saw with Naito... Yeah, uh, that was the first of those five star matches. Then he re. Then he became like you know, he doesn't need bout. anyone's help. He's the best bout machine, uh, essentially at that point. And Jay White probably has the best bout machine in him. But he's not letting it out at the moment, except for maybe this match. But to just go back then, to go back all the way to his obsession with Tanahashi. And like I said, it was Tanahashi that he then challenged for the IWGP heavyweight title. And then because he beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, he was the top contender and beat Tanahashi for the IWGP heavyweight title that he won from Omega in his first match and then lost it to Okada at Madison Square Garden, which was the match that was obviously supposed to be Omega-Okada 5 that never happened. So maybe JY got the heavyweight title a bit earlier than they'd wanted to give it to him, but it was the logical point of that in the story. And Okada still got a revenge win; it was just a revenge yeah. win of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and so, and then Okada then um jy beats Oka- uh, tanahashi with the submission hold i think that's what he that might be what he won the iwgp title with i don't yeah, think, I can't remember the
1: tanahashi that. tap out yeah but the reverse D- figure at some
0: point he beat tanahashi with that move yeah and he's called it the tto the tanahashi tap out and that obsession with tanahashi seems to bleed through to the point that he is almost like a dark mirror version of yeah. Tanahashi. He wears the long tights, but they're all in black with rips along them. Whereas Tanahashi's are white with, like, usually white with flares or flashes or whatever across them. Mm. He targets the knee in exactly the same sort of way that Tanahashi does. He just adds a bit of extra ruthlessness and stank to it, you know? Yeah. He goes for dragon screw leg whips, grounded dragon screw, we- screw leg whips, but he will also ram your knee into the ring post or bend it across the steel barricade. You know? And the day
1: before the final, he will also attack your leg with the chair, like mm. he'd done to Kota Ibushi prior to this.
0: He's not interested in fighting a fair fight.
1: No. Why would you be? <laughs> like, if, you're, if you've are if you got the tools and you're comfortable using them, mm. you're not going to stop, are you?
0: And it also uh, reduces the number of strike-offs. He does do them, and they are like there, but it's more like he's annoyed that he's been engaged in them. Yeah. And he nearly always loses them as well, like a good he or should. Uh, the best one example being that, you know, Kojo gets up and rallies him, and, and Jay was like, You ain't shit! You ain't <laughs> shit! In <laughs> his, his key yeah. accent. And then you think you're going to get a big strike exchange. White hits him with one slap. And it's not even like the usual waiting for it. Like within milliseconds, Ibushi slapped him back, and he's knocked to the ground.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's the Ko- Kota's face at times when, like, he's push uh white's pushing him and pushing him and he finally like just rallies it's just like i am going to send you to the morgue <laughs> i am sick of your shit uh because Co- we've talked a lot about what white's brought to this match but Cota in the babyface role does very incredibly well himself his facial expressions when he's in peril um when the tto is applied to kota he's selling that like a champ. Uh, the way he interacts when we get the g- inevitable Gado uh, early interference as well. It's just like when uh, Gado grabs his ankle early doors. His bad ankle, I think, as well it is. Yeah. <laughs> Red Shoes is brilliant because he's just like, oh, you said you were going to behave. Piss off.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Gado getting sent to the back as well so early on was so brilliant. And then the moment that the ref is... So then you think, oh, maybe, J- maybe this is going to be for JY. What? Kenny Omega's G1 Climax triumphs were, and mm. this will be his final, he doesn't need anyone else, he can do it on his own, but no, when the ref's knocked down, Gato's and his hat are back out immediately. i yeah. have just been recording a three-hour podcast in the interim and putting <laughs> it up on YouTube.
1: So, yeah, and it's the quickness when um, Red Shoes is, like, knocked down as well. Like, yeah. Jay White has hit that low blow within about Three seconds of like red shoes hitting the mat
0: mm.
1: I love that it's just like the fact that I know physically I can't hang with this dude even though he's injured mm. so I'm just going to have to smash his testicles into smithereens
0: <laughs> but what is also interesting though is that um, Jay White is still a great wrestler but he just wants to win Like un- it seems like he wouldn't be happy if he won fair and square he wants to screw someone over and get in their minds as well he enjoys it he enjoys it like he constantly is taunting Naito because he always seems to have the upper hand on him. Yeah. Um. And, and 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 but he can like reverse all these big moves. Like there's several times towards the end when uh, Ibushi's going for the Kamagoye and and Jay White's finding inventive ways of getting out of it, uh, yeah. turning it into a sleeper suplexes and, and the like. And then um... Blade Runners, you know. Yeah. Like he hits. He hits the Blade Runner from the Kamigoye. Just like I was able to turn when he won at Rest Kingdom, it was because he turned a Raymaker into a Blade Runner.
1: Mm. And the commentators do highlight his like incredible wrist manipulation to mm. get into that position as well. Mm. Uh, I love the commentator interaction, especially after um, Cota's like nailed Gado in the face with a big kick, mm-hmm. and Rocky Romero's is like, "I'm had enough of this. I'm getting the trash out of here." <laughs> Just drags Gado out of the ring. <laughs> It's beautiful because he didn't oh. want to have been
0: taking all the shit from jay white even when jay white was in chaos like okay jay white would come out and taunt jo- rocky on commentary whilst they were it's like we're in the same team dude stop
1: <laughs> it leave me alone <laughs> I, 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 I like that though just the fact that rocky's just like no out mm. out you get you big waste of space mm.
0: but yeah just jay white has a great like, like at various points, he just laughs mani- You know, he's got a little. It's not even a maniacal laugh. It's like an evil dickhead chuckle. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the way I would describe it.
1: It's the as as a man who's an older brother, I, I'm a man who's deployed that laugh, and it's usually after uh, your si- younger sibling drinks or eats something that you've messed around with.
0: <laughs> as an older sibling, I never did things like that. I was a I was a good boy.
1: If you believe that, you'll believe anything. That shit-eating grin you've got on your face now is very white desk, Might I add? Can I just, you
0: know, what the hell? <laughs> just had to hear my voice back. I didn't like it.
1: Oh, that's all so weird. This is Homer Simpson saying hello to all the sexy ladies out there. Um.
0: Yeah, I don't really want to. I'm glad that we haven't just done a move for move thing, which I think we do a bit too much in these rundowns recently. But, uh. Yeah. Just,
1: because this match isn't about it's necessarily. It's about the
0: moves. the moves. Even though they do do a lot of big moves. Like, you know, Jay White has some cool moves the cross arm brain buster. Yo, brain that buster, looks
1: you know. horrid. <laughs> yeah. But in a good one.
0: Um. But, it, like I said, it's because Jay White is much more about the character and the working the crowd, essentially. Yeah. And he does that. The Japanese fans are booing his every move. They weren't it's... doing that for like Omega. They weren't really doing that for AJ Styles. They were sort of doing it for Fim, uh, for Prince Devitt. But
1: that's when it was fresh. The whole like mm. foreign guys in cheating thing. I think it when it's definitely
0: the, he's definitely the dick- it, the most dickish and cowardly of all the Bullet Club members. So, Bullet Club <laughs> leaders so far.
1: But look at his frame compared to—I mean—he's got a great frame, but compared to Kota, compared to Okada, he doesn't have the height advantage compared to.
0: He's not to, short. I think he's, he's six foot. No. He foot.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying those guys are tall. Like the vi- visually, mm. he's one of those wrestlers.
0: Well, he's probably—that means he's that taught, when he's you see him tallest
1: on... of all the Bullet Club leaders. Actually, yeah. thinking about it, but when when you see him on telly, he doesn't look. No. Like, oh, he looks like
0: that. he looks and moves almost like you would expect him to be a junior heavyweight. Yeah. He's more than totally you expect like Will Ospreay.
1: I know for a fact if I ever met him in real life, I'm like, that dude could kill me straight yeah. away. It'd yeah. be like Telly really does that to people. Del Rio is like a lot more impressive in real life than he is on mm. television, for mm. example. Um Or in pub, Ricochet or in as well. <laughs> Ricochet, like you don't realise quite how stacked he is. When I saw Ricochet live mm. It does things to him. It's like Austin I mean, Aries it's well, another great one. Because I what, saw him against Baron Corbin at TakeOver Live, and he's a lot bigger than he looks on telly.
0: Well, given what Kotorabushi's physique looks like on telly,
1: would we literally be blinded if we saw him in real life? <laughs> I think the Japanese are all right because they're immune. They've seen him so much, they've <laughs> built up a resistance. We might have problems.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll slip up on your
1: drool (laughs) I mean there'll be a fluid of some
0: description Oh my goodness me Well as we try to Mop up this episode uh, Simon It ends with Ibushi finally hitting uh, The Kamigoye and Jay White Is able to kick out so it is that sense that Jay White Does have a fighting spirit In him if it's required of him Yeah He just doesn't like like to have to use it
1: no, no, just, it takes, like, three camagoyos, doesn't it, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the end? Uh,
0: it takes two full camagoyos. I think he hits, like, a variant of a Kamigoye yeah. at an earlier point. Uh, and he gets the win at 31 minutes, one second, because it's a rule they have to be longer than the time limits of the rounds now, apparently. Um, I think you're giving this one five stars, So
1: You'd be thinking, right, I bloody loved it. This, um... is, this, this is what wrestling... Should be in my eyes, like uh, it should be something that grabs emotion in the way that this match did. Do
0: you think it's it's a common it's it's fusing what you love about the American wrestling that you first saw of good guys versus bad guys, but also fusing it with the most extraordinary athleticism and high action that you've got now from all these Japanese and now modern day a lot of modern day things like NXT.
1: Absolutely. And I think this is probably one of the best examples of that.
0: Uh, I'm on the I'm on the fence, one way or the other. I'll be kind. I haven't given any other G1 climax matches five stars, and this is the best one of them. Okay, so uh, I'll give this one five stars. I'm not going five and a half. <laughs>
1: how, what 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 put you onto the fence then?
0: I just did. I just loved it, but I don't. I I, I think I'm now like it's, we've watched so many of these now. I don't know what it. I don't. I think I'm like I'm almost five star blindness at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I I, I I wager I've probably been guilty of that at least once or twice. But perhaps. I think
0: I, like you, I'm going to give it on the on to praise Jay White for giving us something that we don't get from a lot of New Japan matches and giving us something. But frankly, we're not even getting from a lot of American matches. He's put his ego to one side. To have the right match
1: for his character, but and the he's... right match for him physically. Mm. Think about it; he doesn't take I... a lot of like stupid bumps.
0: He takes some. He
1: you know? takes some. He's
0: not. Yeah, I agree with you there. He's, he's. But I do also think that there is a Jay White out there that's amassed a dozen five-star matches because he came back as All Action Jay White, <laughs> and he's yeah. having, you know, and he's doing insane. You know, because he can do dives and all that. I remember seeing footage of him in Ring of Honor and stuff, and he is doing crazy dives to the outside and everything, but it's not what the Switchblade does. You know?
1: No. <laughs>
0: so, that has been not only our final match of this G1 Climax, not only the final match that we've had of Kotribushi and Jay White, but as of time of recording, this is our final New Japan match. There hasn't been a match in these following four months... So it's like a barren wasteland of no five star matches from New Japan during this time.
1: Mental, when you think? Of Our it.
0: plan going forward is to do new episodes of this uh, to interrupt the what we hope eventually to be the weekly flow of "Let me tell you something" when we get back and do everything that we're planning. Let me tell you something to be in the future, not immediately. So for like the next six months after we've done all this at the end of December, the only matches you're, the only episodes you're going to hear from us are going to be us doing whatever the most recent five-star match is to continue this series. Giving
1: you that Betty rash now, I think, to
0: be honest, when it comes to G1 Climax time, I don't know how we want to do this, but I would still rather do it that we were still releasing weekly ma- episodes. Mm-hmm. So we might end up being like six weeks. So, you know, if like, I mean, I guess this is over four weeks and there've been like eight G1 Climax matches. So we'd have all eight covered over eight weeks, you know? Yeah. That's how we would have done it.
1: Well, the G1's ages away, because it's delayed this year. Yes,
0: but what is not ages away is the Wrestle Kingdoms. True. So there's a chance... Looking at that, I think there are three matches that might get five stars. I think Osprey Takahashi might get five stars. I think Ibushi Okada might get five stars. And I think whoever Okada faces in the next night, if he's IWGP Heavyweight Champion, could get five stars.
1: Because it's either Naito or White, isn't it? If he wins, his match. If Okada wins his match, it's either Naito or White. Um, You think it needs the title to be a five-star match?
0: I think it needs the title to make them push themselves. I don't think that the people that are wrestling the third and fourth place playoff on the next night are going to go all out. You know?
1: mm. <laughs> Put it that Unless way. Unless they're setting something up.
0: But it's not It's not even just so much that it's the title. It's that it will be the main event of Wrestle Kingdom.
1: True. And yeah. yeah, context is important in yeah. uh, Meltz's decision. As it's
0: like the reason that Jay White pushes himself further than any other time is because it's the G1 climax final. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's basically yeah. a requirement for you to have the five star match. So he's like, okay, well, I'll do what needs to do to please Big Daddy Meltz. Yeah? <laughs> but if you want to please us, Simon, by sending us a correspondence that's of a uh, pleasant nature, how can they get in touch with you?
1: uh they can get in touch with me on twitter where i'm so known as simon cross free uh free for the number of times uh during this match i pictured ways of destroying gado's hat
0: my name's lorcan Mullen, that's l-o-r-c-a-n-m-u-l-l-a for anterior cruciate ligament. n for uh, i'm trying to think of a hat with an n that's named after an
1: n the n in kangle
0: that is that the thing that samuel L. jackson always wears
1: yeah, it's that style of hat. That's the what Gado's wearing. Gado might even be wearing an actual Kangol. especially. <laughs>
0: sure. Um put an at gmail.com at the end of Lorcan Mullen that's my email address. Otherwise look for Lorcan Mullen on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Let's Box, um, and any other places you might like. Get in touch with the show at lmtyspod pod at gmail.com. lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. Simon, now that we're out of New Japan, we're travelling which every which way for the next uh four matches that we've got left, where are we for the first one?
1: We are, for the first time in history of this list, in our own land, sort of. It's Wales, but I'll still count it because it's the United Kingdom. We're in Cardiff, uh, and we're watching Tyler Bates defend no, the virtues. No, cha- no, 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 no. Defend the virtues of British strong style. And again, the Bullies
0: and the Black Country.
1: Yep. Against that dastardly Austrian bastard, Walter, who is also holding, as Lorcan rightly points out, the NXT UK Championship, which the match is for.
0: At that point, they're still calling it the WWE UK Championship. I don't think they've made the decision one way or the other what the official name of that title is now. But anyway, what there will be, you can be sure of, is there'll be an episode of that coming up. But until then, there's nothing left to say except that my name's Lorcan Mullen.
1: And my name's Simon Cross.
0: Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five and a half star time, until the next time.